Welcome to the Ambitious Freelancer Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Cross of The Happy Hour Canton, and I'm here to help you show up as your best self while you're finding clients, working with the clients, and getting those testimonials to build your better business. We'll be talking about everything you need to know when it comes to freelancing, whether you're a beginner or someone who has a few years under their belt. So let's get started. And welcome to episode five of the Ambitious Freelancer podcast. I'm so excited to be here today because today we're going to be talking about cold pitch tools. So I actually wrote a blog post about this very topic last month. And this is just a very, very condensed podcast version of that blog post. So I'm going to talk about the tools that I use the most when cold pitching clients. And I hope that you guys will love this post and get something out of it. And uh, yeah, that it helps you with your own freelance business. So one of the first tools that I use is a site called AngelList. So I work with a lot of startups as a freelance writer for HR tech companies. So startups are like my bread and butter. Like literally all of my clients are startups. Yeah, like literally all of my clients. Well, I have one client that's more of a marketing firm, but most of my clients are startups. That's where I get most of my clients. And I just, I like working with startups. I think there's a lot of like not quite good information about startups and working with startups and that's definitely going to be a podcast I'll talk about and I'll share sometime in the future but not probably this month but yeah I really like working with startups I think they can be really awesome some of my best clients that I really enjoy working with are startups so AngelList is basically like a startup database so a lot of startups use AngelList to share their accomplishments share their job openings share you know just more information about them and it can be really helpful especially Especially if you're looking for a startup who has a little bit more income. So not all startups are like out of someone's garage. A lot of startups have money behind them or like they do a lot of venture capital or like taking on investors in these startups. So AngelList is really great for finding not only small startups that are just kind of getting off the ground, but also bigger startups with more investment. So I really do love AngelList for that. So another one I use a lot is LinkedIn. So LinkedIn is a tool that is amazing if you want to start cold pitching. So for one, if you're looking for someone's content marketing manager or their marketing manager, it's a really great option for you. So LinkedIn is awesome because a lot of these same companies that are on angel lists also have LinkedIn company pages because it's a pretty common thing to have a LinkedIn company page for these smaller, even bigger companies. So with that, a lot of those same employers are also listed their LinkedIn listing on LinkedIn that they work for these companies so it's an easy way to find a contact well not necessarily a contact you need to do a little bit more research to find their email address after you find them on LinkedIn but at least you have their name so that you can reach out to a specific person because I found I found success with both info inboxes and like reaching out directly to a specific person or a company I think there is merit in both um, but I found I won't even say I found more successful one or the other. One of my favorite companies that I work for, Workbrite, I reached out to them using their info inbox and then they like circulated it to find the right person that I would work with. But I've also done work where I reached out directly to a person. And yeah, I think both could work. If you can't find a particular person, don't be afraid to reach out to an info inbox, especially if the company is rather small. If it's a big company, it might be a little bit harder to reach out to the info inbox because they might not know 
know whoever checks the info inbox might not know who to send it to but for smaller startups definitely the info inbox is pretty much shared and circulated between everyone who works there so don't be afraid to reach out there and if they think that you'd be a good fit they likely will send you to the direct person that you need to contact so LinkedIn is great for that but also just in general outside of like finding the right person to contact it's great for just having yourself out there so LinkedIn is also great for having people reach out to you so having a great LinkedIn presence is going to help you out so much as a freelancer because those are where your clients are likely going to live especially if you're doing more the startup route or more the just trying to have people reach out like people look for things on LinkedIn all the time and so a lot of people think LinkedIn is for nine to five but it's really amazing for creative jobs and and freelancing people use it all the time it's not just about the jobs they list there so I really don't even care about the jobs that they list there I just care about expanding my network and reaching out to connect with people that I work with and people I want to work with and just kind of nurturing my audience there and giving them advice and helping them out and hopefully getting them interested in the work that I do so LinkedIn is about more than just you know you know nine to five life and sharing your awesome experiences in the office world so I really think that a lot of people are sleeping on LinkedIn when they shouldn't be even if you're in college even if you're in high school start that LinkedIn profile start building that network on there and expanding who you can reach out to so so number three number three tool I use is a tool called Grammarly so I'm a freelance writer by trade and I love writing but I am definitely not the best writer I definitely need a lot of help in the grammar department and I really do love writing I'm very passionate about writing but I know I'm not the best writer so Grammarly allows me to kind of perfect what I'm writing and whether that's a piece I'm writing for a client a social media update that I'm writing for me or my client a blog post I'm writing for me you know a social an email is essentially why I'm writing this here I use it to run all my emails through so when I'm cold pitching a client everything makes sense everything is gram- grammatically correct because if your cold pitch is sloppy especially if you're a freelance writer so maybe not necessarily for graphic design but you want to make the best first impression whether you're a graphic design freelancer or a writing freelancer I don't know a sales page designer like whatever you are fashion marketer whatever it is that you do you want to make the best first impression and the best way to do that is making sure that your emails are grammatically correct that they make sense that the reader can easily go through everything and get what they need from your email you're not writing them a book here usually my intro emails are very short and I'll probably dig a little bit deeper into what intro emails look like for me um, in a later podcast episode but this is just the tools that I use so Grammarly is a really great tool for me it just makes it so simple to make sure all of my stuff is right Grammarly is not perfect like it's a special it's a general tool it's not a specialized tool so stuff that you might have a lot of lingo or jargon in your um, niche that makes sense to you and your potential client but might not make sense to Grammarly so I would definitely just go through it line by line and make sure that you're setting yourself up for success even when using Grammarly like watch after Grammarly and make sure that it's not going to doing too much and don't just necessarily take all of their fixes at face value I'm still very much so in the actual stuff when I'm doing that with Grammarly I don't just take Grammarly at its word another tool I use which is probably one of my favorites is this tool called MailTrack so for the longest time email was kind of like a black hole you send an email and you hope for the best but you don't have to do that anymore there are so many email tools out there that allow you to 
track people and to track what, how your emails are read, when your emails are read, when they're clicked, and all this stuff. So a lot of tools, like I think HubSpot, like when you send emails through HubSpot or something, it helps. But MailTrack is so cheap and so simple. So they do have a free version of MailTrack. I do not use the free version of MailTrack, though, because I like, you know, to have a little bit more control over how people see that I'm, like, tracking their stuff. So with the free version, it says, like, email was tracked by MailTrack. But with the premium version, you don't have to include that. So they have a couple of options for the premium version. They have a yearly option, which I pay for on the Happy Art Kansan. But I do the quarterly option for Amanda Costco. Made more sense to me that way. Because sometimes, I don't know if I'll always use it. (laughs) So I want to be able to cut it off when I don't need it. But yeah, so MailTrack is a really awesome option. Whether you're a blogger or freelancer, whatever you are. Like, it's a really great option for Brandon doing it. So it has so many great tools and it does real-time tracking of clicks and opens and stuff like that and how many times it was open. So a thing I do if someone opens my email a lot or clicks on it a lot but they don't respond to me directly, I'll usually reach out in a few days just to see. And sometimes it's just that they were looking a lot and decided to go in a different direction. And just getting them to give you a yes or no answer is really important for me personally because I just don't want to be kind of left in the dark. I want a yes, no, or a maybe so that way I can decide what I want to do from there. So the last thing, which is kind of like a more general thing, is you obviously want the client's website. So it's really important for you to have the client's website when you're cold pitching so you can get to know who they are, get to know what they offer, and get to know how they connect with people and connect with their own audience. So what is it that they're all about? Like, put your finger on their pulse and decide, like, okay, so this brand is talking about XYZ. So, for instance, when I pitch greenhouse and the content marketing manager there she is so lovely and before I did that I was like I looked on their website I looked through it and I was like okay so they're really an awesome brand obviously and they talk a lot about diversity and inclusion and they are just they do a lot of great stuff here so when I pitched greenhouse a big part of my pitch was talking about my own thoughts about diversity and inclusion I even linked to an article I'd recently published about diversity so that they could see oh she knows my brand and she listens to what we talk about and she also can write about what we personally talk about so that was an important thing for me so just going through the client's website see what they're all about before you cold pitch them and then try to mimic their own language in the cold pitch in some way so what if if you have your finger on their pulse and you know exactly what they like see if there is a way that you can connect what they really are like what they're really all about to something that you already know how to do so I hope that those um, cold pitch tools helped you out a lot today. Definitely let me know if you have any specific cold pitch tools. Like, go to the Facebook group and let's continue the conversation about this. So you guys can tell me exactly what cold pitch tools you guys use. So, yeah. I'll talk to you guys very soon. Bye! Thank you so much for listening to the Ambitious Freelancer podcast. I'm so excited that we got to hang out today. If you want to hang out between uploads, check out thehappyartcanson.com slash ambitiousfreelancers. There you will find more support and advice as you grow your freelance business and connect with other listeners of the podcast. I cannot wait to see you in the group and I will talk to you in a few days with some more great advice.